Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Um, <clears throat> don't have any questions for this one. I decided I'd nail a, another one real quick. Uh, not going to be a long episode. I don't have any questions. I can't think of any questions <laughs> at this time. But I uh, wanted to go over some recent purchases. So... Um, I went on a Tim V. Hill kick, and how did this happen? Well, I got a Kickstarter in the mail. It was a Faust Kickstarter, and it was a hardcover of Love and the Damned, the full run. And Bill and I decided to cover an issue, an episode on Geek Brunch, and I've been having so much fun with the Tim V. Hill art, um, whether it be reading a Widow series in Avatar uh, recently or going to Faust. I've been infatuated with it. Uh, a matter of fact, I listened to his like two-hour interview from cartoonist Kayfabe. And um, it's it's gotten me down going down a kick. I, I've been re watching a lot of Kayfabe, uh, especially not just jumping around into topics that I want to know more about. Say I watched one on Charlton because I like Charlton comics a lot. I watched one on, I watched three so far, Tim V. Hill, Outlaw Comics, 10 Greatest Comics, and then What is an Outlaw Comic? And uh, watched those. Um, and I got on, I got into Grips. And I ended up picking, I think I actually ended up picking Grips from the first interview that I saw with uh, Tim V. Hill. Uh, I picked up a, uh, a Grips eBay purchase that was a very weird one. It, it went in, it had Grips 1 and 2 from Volume 1. It had great uh, two issues from Greater Mercury Comics Action. Uh, and then it had a couple of issues from um, Grips Volume 2, and then a couple of issues of Greater Mercury Comics. It's really confusing, convoluted. So after digging and asking my friends on Twitter how to read this thing, uh, I I ended up purchasing that that package, and then... I had bought individual purchases of Grips 3 and 4. And then I asked on Twitter, please help me find out what the next issue is because I want to finish reading Grips. And they said it's Grips, or Greater Mercury Comics Action number 5 and 6. And I already had those from the first purchase. So I read six issues of Grips and I got really into it. And uh, now I'm waiting for two more, three more issues, I think it is, so I can finish the Grip story arc, at least in Greater Mercury Comics action. Um, that should arrive tomorrow, so that's some recent purchases of Grips. And then uh, I also purchased another Outlaw comic, and this one I've wanted for some time, and it just... Uh, a really nice copy. To me, a really nice copy is not a 9.8. A really nice copy is a 6.0. You know, something in the fine range. This is a CGC graded. And you're like, why the fuck would you buy a CGC graded? 
I bought it so I can crack it open because it was a good deal at CGC to get a 6.0. It was almost as much as the raw. Uh, I think it was like a couple, like $5 more to get it graded. And I'm going to crack this baby open. But it also has Tim V. Hill uh, cover on it. And um, it has Tim V. Hill interiors. But it also has the James O'Barr first appearance of the crow. A uh, really big purchase for me. I really wanted it. And then I got another set of comics. Like I said, some more grips coming in. And I'll talk about them on the next Mike M's Weekly Reads. If they do come in, hopefully they'll be in tomorrow. But um, I'm making my uh, Kool-Aid, if you will. But it, it's not mixing very well. Matter of fact, I just made a fucking mess. I hate when that happens. It's like the powder solidifies before I shake it and uh, I take the lid off and then the it's like a big pile of orange goo it, it didn't mix well with the, the drink and then I have to clean it off the tablecloth and it's a mess but I like these sun-kissed um, powder um like crystal lights and that's the orange sunkissed ones i like I, I like to drink those and i kind of made a mess with with that before i touch any comics i probably should uh, take these orange crap off my fingers because that'll stain anything that i touch so i will do that the Chiefs are playing an early game in Germany today. That's my wife's team. They're winning 21 to 14. It's they. I think they were up 21 to zero, and now the Miami Dolphins are are coming up. And so this one's gonna suck because the powder is not gonna be as good. That's oh, not too bad. Not too bad. So that one, but, um, so those are my recent purchases. And now I'm going to jump right in since I had no questions into the weekly reads. So this is for week of September 11th through September 17th of 2023. I watched a uh, DC documentary called super powered. I thought it was a decent um, documentary. I think it was three parts. And it sort of walks you along the timeline of DC Comics. Not a lot of detail. There's some interesting things I haven't seen in, in, in DC documentaries before. But it, it sort of like walks you from comics to film. And I think it's an equal balance between the comics. It has more comics than it does film, which I appreciated. I thought it was decent. I, I enjoyed it. I was on HBO Max, and also on HBO Max, I watched the Injustice cartoon. I thought they did a fabulous job condensing the Injustice story into a smaller subset and taking a handful of the characters and making the story and telling it sort of differently. Um, it, it was really, really good. Um, you know, Superman... Uh, killing Lois and the baby because he thinks it's doomsday because of the Joker stuff. And then 
him getting vengeance on Joker and then Batman forming his own team to fight. And uh, it shows Dick Grayson getting killed by Damien. And it, it has like a lot of key features. And um, it had Plastic Man, which was heavily featured. And he wasn't featured a lot, I think, in the original Injustice. At least I don't remember him a lot. And um, enjoyed that. So that was a 5 out of 5. And then we get into the comics. There were 20 comics read that week. One serious. Don't have too much serious comics. But uh, we had one. um, Marvel 4. uh, One Kickstarter. Three Image. One Fanagraphics. Ten DC. So we have a 3 out of 5 I gave to Meanwhile a comic shop anthology. This is from a podcast I listened to, Comics Conspiracy. And uh, it was a bunch of shorts related to different comic shops and different comic shop stories. Um, I wasn't too impressed. Uh, They had some, you know, Bendis and Jeff Johns in there and some of their personal stories. And I I had a lot more personal stories from comic shops than I thought these were. So... I was kind of disappointed, but I I guess I I couldn't relate to a lot, but there were like two that two or three I enjoyed. Um, I give them props for getting this out there. I, I think it's a great idea. I I just I, I think I was looking for more personal stories about what comic shops meant to people. One of them was terrifying, like from a a female's perspective of entering a comic shop and. It, it seemed like a uh, an anxiety thing because of all the guys, like just intimidating, like being intimidated and a very stressful situation to go into a comic shop. I, I found that really disheartening. And I, I was like, man, if, if you're a female, is it really that bad? Uh, I, I think it would be odd. Like I, there, there's a couple of women that go to the, shop and they're real outspoken at ed's cards and comics and um, they have no problem going in but they're they they know what they want and they're very vocal and uh, i i wonder if a shyer person would go into ed's and be like traumatized like this is just not a good experience I, i i don't know but that one story stood out like a sore thumb it it was really weird and uh, made me feel bad for that person. Like, is it really that trying to, like, you, you want to get something, but you hate the experience? It, it, that's what I got out of the story. But I gave that a three out of five. Um, then we got into the four out of fives. I, uh, image comic, Boof. Um, I read number one, two, and six. Uh, I, I, I still have a couple of Boofs to get. There's two Boof series. Boof is like this weird alien creature that comes down. He's almost like a Calvin and Hobbes type situation. Is this alien hangs out with this little boy uh, that he li- lives in his house, and he's kind of like dressed like a a fat ass caveman with his Audi belly button and big old fangs, and he gets there's just like it's one of like it's like telling a Harvey story with a ridiculous. This is created by Todd McFarlane, but was told mostly by 
Bo Smith uh, is the writer with the art done by Cleary. Um, that he's really a fascinating artist. Does a fantastic job on it and does these like comic shorts. There's a uh, Boof and the Bruce Crew, which I haven't started reading yet. That one doesn't look artistically as great as this one did. And why why did I want Boof? Well, I was reading Local Man, <laughs> which is an image comic, and I heard an interview. And um, they went to Todd McFarlane, and he says, we want to use one of your characters. And he was like, oh, they want to use somebody in Spawn. And he, he's not too happy with loaning out his Spawn stuff. But And they said, no, we want to use Boof. And he was, like, excited about it. You want to use Boof? <laughs> but, but that's how I got into the Boof thing. We then get Mosaic number five. This was a post-apocalyptic series. This sort of could fit into like a outlaw comic on the outskirts, maybe. It's violent. There's blood. There's sex. It has all the dark inks. Uh, this is Kyle Hotz. Um, I I would be curious if the kayfabe guys thought this was a uh, in that realm or not quite. Um, Mosaic destroys the neo-Nazis in this issue, which leads him to the villain who has captured his friend. He sacrifices himself to save them and has to kill his brother as well. We have Night Terrors, Flash number two. Barry deals with the death of Wally in his nightmare. Night Terrors, Green Lantern number two. The art in this in Green Lantern was amazing. Hal deals with uh, issues with his family, which I, I really like that aspect of it. And it's interesting because he has no fear. The Sinestro story was just okay. It's like him dealing with his failings as a Green Lantern because that's his biggest fear. He doesn't think he's failure at all. So now he's try, you know, seeing himself as failure. From Fanagraphics, we have Werewolf Jones and Sons hardcover. This is a very raunchy, sexualized, drug-filled story about a nasty werewolf and his sons. This is vulgar and borderline. This is really awful. But it's highly funny. And it's drawn really real rendered. And uh, it's it's quite the romp, for sure. And, and you probably will laugh. And you probably will be disgusted and shocked by some of this. Some of it crosses the line on some things that could be sensitive to some people. Uh, almost the whole book does that. <laughs> but <laughs> I was expecting it, so it didn't shock me. And, and I enjoyed it. I was glad I got it. Uh, Werewolf Jones and Sons. We got Magneto 1, one through 2. Uh, this one I mostly bought because of the Todd Nock and J.M. Demetrius. I really like that team. And Knock has been knocking my socks off. <laughs> knocking, get it? Um, goes back when Sinestro was training uh, the New Mutants and gets attacked by Irie, his daughter. I, I think she's like retconned in. She's pretty interesting looking. And the sisterhood of evil mutants. And he's in conflict with who he is now and who he was. Um, we'll probably wrap that up soon. Uh, it's five issues, so I think I've read one through three so far. The Vigil, well, one through three. This is DC. 
the Vigil is an Indian-based group of heroes that seems to uh, sabotage technology that the world is not ready for. One of the agents quits and hands the job over to a woman. He is later killed by an organization. Um, they save a ship from pirates that took over like a terrorist thing. Um, but it was not a coincidence to destroy the LexCore tech. Then Arclight, who's a member of that team, is sent over after a boy who can control the weather. The woman that has just joined is mimicked by the guy who can change faces while they're on a mission to go to a World War II Japanese area to take out an immortal. The team is pretty much dysfunctional, according to her, and she is trying to figure them out. So the the person that's running the vigil has this new agent and basically he's trying to find her vulnerabilities too behind the scenes. So it's it's very mischievous. A uh, really good comic uh, if you're not reading the DC Asian line of books. That they're really doing a good job with it. And I, I encourage you to, to give it a try, even if you do it on the app. Um, tell me what you think. Wolverine number 11, uh, Wolverine, this is the volume one. Um, I'm still making my way through the uh, epic collection of that first volume. Wolverine and Jessica head to San Francisco to help Archie save his brother's inheritance because his sister is trying to declare him mentally incompetent. Also, there are some vampires stealing stuff. I, I do want to finish that arc and finish this cover. I, it's one of my goals during... Um, um, the Thanksgiving break is to finish uh, Weapon Brown, which I've been wanting to finish, which is like a post-apocalyptic take on Charlie Brown and cartoon characters. And then I want to finish the um, Epic Collection. I don't get around to reading a, a lot of my Epic Collections, and I want to try to get around to doing that. And uh, I got to start thinking about the future, too. Like, what do I want to do when I finish a volume? Do I want to sell it? Because the odds of me rereading it are slim. And, um, I mean, I would love to, but then I could also go to the app and read it. And um, I, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe read, sell, read, sell, you know. Because I got to start thinking about that. I'm getting old. And I think I let my collection get too big. Like it, it, it's it's incredibly. I I had just um, read yesterday uh, a few issues of Hotline Miami, um, which is a Behemoth comic, and I got really into it because I I thought I read the rest of it. I read five, six, and seven, and I thought that was it. But it turns out there's an eighth issue. And this is based on a PC game that was in the 80s, um, very anti-Russian because of the Cold War and a paranoia about the Russians in general and us killing the gangsters that were Russian mobsters. <clears throat> and uh, I got really into the story and I, I, was, I got frustrated. I, went, I wanted to read the next issue and I went to the storage unit. I didn't find it. And then I did some research on dates and I'm like, oh, I bet it's in that storage unit i didn't go far back enough but it, it's unruly um <laughs> and sometimes a big collection is fond of it I, I don't like being apart i should have never gotten a collection where i've had to separate and 
I, I liked when it was all here and I can go grab it and read it at its convenience and now I can't do it and it's really aggravating. Um, even though the storage unit is, you know, like seven minutes away, like it's not far. Um, but anyway, um, that was Wolverine. The next four out of five was uh, Blue Beetle one through three. This is the new series. Uh, oh no, this is the original Charlton series. Sorry. Ooh, I I I got get. I got confused because I'm reading a new Blue Beetle series. Charlton 3, and then change the DC to 7. Totals are all the same. But this was Charlton's. Uh, we read this for uh, DC Spotlight. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's the Ted Cord Charlton. You know, we had the um, prior uh, Dan Garrett incarnation of him in Charlton, and Blue Beetle goes before Charlton into Fox and a bunch of other comics in the Golden Age. So he's been around a while, and there's quite a legacy. Now we have three, you know, we got Dan Garrett, um, Ted Cord, and Jaime. And uh, is it Jaime Reyes? Um, I get him confused with the other Jaime. That's the new Ghost Rider in the car. <laughs> but um, struggles um, Ted just came back from Pogo Island and is being chased by a reporter who's looking for Dan Garrett he struggles at first being a hero but takes on gangs and the squid gang and the madmen who steal his gun and, and turn the community against him it tells uh, his love interest about Pogo. He tells his love interest, the girl that actually works for his company, conflict of interest, uh, uh, about Pogo Island and Dan Garrett and his evil uncle who is making killer androids uh, for the foreign militaries. And in the third issue, finds Dan Garrett is alive. Uh, the question Vic Sage takes on uh, corrupt infrastructure and some of that evil even comes from his employer employers and banshee so let me, let me talk a little bit about blue beetle if you look at the framework of blue beetle one through three this charlton version which is i think volume four or it's, it's one of those fourth volume of charlton um is when the ted cord blue beetle came if you look at that plot of the first three it's very similar to what they did with the film, except it was a different Blue Beetle. They talked about Pogo Island, and they had androids on that island that were being fabricated through OMAC technology, which is similar to the androids that the evil uncle was building. But in this case, it was Ted Cord's sister and... Jaime's love interest um so yeah is the is her aunt so it, it it it's a very similar plot and it's really close even though it's a third generation blue beetle they involve the Dan Garrett they involve the Ted Cord in the movie and they kind of describe a lot that are in these Charlton books 
you you can read it for yourself and see how similar some of that story, you know, with the content they're taking out of it. We got Peacemaker Tries Hard, number one and two. Um, this is a five out of five. Absol- Kyle Starks, absolutely phenomenal. Taking what he saw in the HBO and Suicide Squad movie and applying it to the Peacemaker character. Um, yeah, they, they changed him. And they, they've turned it into a, a more funny type scenario. But they do it so well. And... Um, Peacemaker is tasked by Waller to take out terrorists, and he does. Uh, he wants to have a party, but no one is coming. Nobody in the Suicide Squad's coming. Amanda doesn't want to come. That's when he gets a dog, and he names it Bruce Wayne, and that that causes confusion and funny stuff later. But he's the dog is captured by Masir Mala and the Brain, as they want Peacemaker to steal Deathstroke DNA from Dr. Amortis, and it is ridiculously vulgar. It's a, it turns out to be a, uh, Slade's pubic hair, and so they can take it. Uh, from Dr. Amortis, who's a Doom Patrol villain, they succeed, but Mala turns on him, uh, Peacemaker, and shoots him full of bullets. And Peacemaker, you always get a sympathy with this version of Peacemaker that he had a bad father, nobody likes him, he he's always seeking for somebody to be friends with and nobody wants to be his friend and then he finally finds a big ape that wants to be his friend and he turns on him and shoots him in the back so that's what mala does and he leaves him for dead we then have uh, tales of suspense 88 i i read this one sorry 80 uh because it was continued from tales to astonish uh, Namor heads off to find the warlord Krang full of rage and takes it out on Iron Man. Captain America takes on Red Skull and the Cosmic Cube. The, the, these, I, I can't imagine reading these comics in early Marvel years and experiencing them for the first time. It, just just amazing stories and, and a lot of excitement and a lot's going on in tight continuity between books and jumping books and i can't imagine having 12 cents and then like i want the next issue and you don't can't find another 12 cents and you can't find any soda bottles to sell back or grit to sell or whatever you were selling newspapers i i just it it was an exciting time for comics so uh just to wrap stuff up the five out of fives where Peacemaker tries hard um, for that week, uh, number one and two, and Tales of Suspense, number 80. We then get into um, September 18th through September 24th of 2023. We had a couple movies. Uh, we watched. I watched Candyland 4 and 5. That's about a prostitution ring in a truck stop that involves four women and one guy and kind of a cop and sort of a mistress and a religious organization. And it gets nuts because one of those religious fanatics infiltrates the prostitution ring and starts murdering people. But, uh, It looks like it's still 1421 
on that game. Um, we got Wild Things, Diamonds in the Rough. Um, I didn't realize the Wild Things movies with Neve Campbell and uh, Den- Denise Richards. I-, I knew they had Wild Things 1, Wild Things 2. I think this is 3 or 4. And I think there's one after this that I haven't watched yet. Or maybe I did. I have to go back and look. But I gave that a 4 out of 5. That was interesting. Diamonds in the Rough. And then 5 out of 5 was Lioness from Paramount. And um, Taylor Sheridan, a new show on Paramount TV. Enjoyed that. Had a total of 33 comics. Uh, 1 Megaton, 9 Marvel, 5 Image. 12 DC and since 6 Antarctic. And uh, we'll start with uh, Planet Comics. Uh, we have 4 out of 5s. Almost everything here is a 4 out of 5. There's a couple 5 out of 5s. Start with the 4 out of 5s. We have Planet Comics 11 through 13. Uh, more on the Lords of Chaos, World Building, Eagle, and Planet Seek Alliance, uh, War Wasp. And uh, Origin of the Planet, uh, we have Werewolf at Prison, the Prison Complex, and uh, the, pr- the Prisoners Are Let Loose. The 77 Soldiers for Reptile Aliens as another story arc. And there's a Flash Gordon comedy type piece in that anthology. Uh, really fun. Horror Comics, number 18 through 20. 20 made me go on a reading spree because it was part one to a... A series that I got really into, but um, 20 was a boy isolated with zombies on an island, and the doctor visits him every now and then. And then you really get how complex this story is, which is like six issues of this entirety. But you do in this 18 to 20, you get a Jabberwock story. This is part two. It does end. I expected Jabberwock to last a couple issues. It was just two. Um, so. A long wait for part two, but we eventually got there. Uh, an IA android insider threat uh, story and a dragon and a man uh, crash into medieval times. There's a zombie captain and three boys hunt, hunted by a wolf. So lots of stories there to enjoy and consume in horror. We got Megaton number four. Megaton finds out his money is all gone. And he is going to lose his home. He goes. He does end up salvaging his home, but has no more money. The villain murders his ex-wife uh, that he's after. A plasma. What was his name? Photon. I think it's either Photon or Plasma or something like that. Dragon uh, gets Vanguard to join the SOS, and they go after villains. And then there's a Wild Man and Rubber Boy story. Wild Man goes nuts as he thought his sidekick, Rubber Boy, died, um, but he had just had an indigestion. A lot of fun there. A lot of, I think we see our first Angel Medina Megaton story. Uh, We got Eric Larson on Vanguard. And I forget the other guy that's doing the Rubber Boy. Uh, Really cool stuff. Uh, Avengers number two through four. This is the current run on Marvel. Uh, Avengers all over the world saving cities that Kang gave them information for before he passed. He warned them and 
then uh, a Shen Columbine attack many cities and takes the Avengers to protect the cities, but they are defeated. Only Cap and Black Panther are in the impossible city trying to figure out how to defeat these guys. Um, I liked it the way it started, but I'm not so sure I like it now. Uh, it's interesting, though, for sure. Um, I liked it enough to give it a 4 out of 5, <laughs> which is much more than the Jason Aaron run. I I didn't even finish it. i, I got to get back on that sometime, but I didn't like that run that much. Um, we then go to Incredible Hulk 1 through 4. This is Philip Kennedy Johnson, the guy who's writing action comics now. The eldest is after the Hulk, and she's going to use every monster she can get to him. Banner runs into an abused child named Charlie, who wants to travel with the Hulk. He, she has a drunken father, doesn't want to be with her father, but she's fascinated with the Hulk and kind of like correlates her life to the Hulk. He resists, but when they fight some religious zombies and Brother Deep and the and the Cthulhu-like monster, Hulk agrees to let Charlie travel with him if she does not listen to Bruce. Hulk's plan is to get rid of Bruce entirely. Bruce tries to ditch Charlie, and the Hulk has a run-in with Man-Thing. A really cool, dark, monster-themed Hulk version that fits in with... Um, not the Donny Cates version, but the... Um, Al Ewing version of Immortal Hulk. Uh, really dark themed. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, fits in pretty well. Amazing Spider-Man 27 and 28. Catching up on Amazing Spider-Man is Doc Op. Doc Op starts wrecking havoc with his new arms. The old arms are being protected by the 333. We got Batman 125 through 137. This is the fail-safe android comes after Batman. Batman created Failsafe as a way to fight himself. Failsafe kicks kicks off because he believes Batman believes in his mind that he killed the penguin and he needs to be taken out. That's why the Failsafe android was created. It's kind of like his Omax. But he gets uh, ported to another um, world where he chases a man who wants to become the Joker across the multiverse. He finds out that there will always be evil. With or without Batman, I thought they were going to bring back Alfred with the story arc from the alternate universe, but it did not turn out that way, which was interesting. I still think they could. Uh, Tim Drake and Mr. Terrific are also following Bruce throughout this whole thing to try to bring him back to our current Earth across the multiverse. Penguin apparently dies and leaves his belongings to his hares, who Catwoman has to seek out. That is the backup story, and it's also told in Penguin Number Zero later on, which is really good if you get to read it. Instead of reading the Penguin's backup stories monthly, you get the whole story by Chip Zdarsky of the Penguin and the Catwoman story in that Penguin Number Zero before Tom King starts it. We got Local Man Gold, a tribute to Death Make Gold as a time anomaly caused by Love Everlasting character female uh, causes flame and other public domain characters to come after Jack's world. Uh, Cross Jack. 
So Jack must work with Striker from Cyberforce, Boof, Fire Breather, Street Angel, and Domino 5 and Battle Pope, uh, and an earlier version of Cross Jack to stop Fanima and others, who's also a Golden Age uh, incarnation uh, public domain character, at the end and restore everything back and call Jack's mother for Mother's Day and his past self fix the problem with him not remembering his mother on Mother's Day. It, it, God, this local man is like the boys and it's like Watchmen. It is so much depth and it is so much fun. And it's a flip book, Tim Seeley and... Oh, God, it's so good. Tim Seeley's telling, like, the past stories. And um, it's one of my favorite comics. Um, Tony Fleeks is telling the serious part of the story that takes place in the future. And they did this one in tribute to Deathmate Gold. It, it's just... It, it had the metallic cover... It, is so good and then had all these characters you know the female from love everlasting tom king um we got jim ruggs character street angel dynamo five that's jay faber uh battle pope is robert kirkman fire breather is andy god i can't think of his name now i want to say andy clark but it's not andy coon um, Boof was created by Todd McFarlane, but it was Cleary and uh, and uh, Bo Smith that brought it to life, and Stryker was uh, Silvestri. So a whole boatload of fun. Uh, highly recommend Local Man. I highly recommend it if you're an Image fan. Uh, if you're a fan of the boys in Watchmen, I would also think you would like this. Uh, it's not as serious as those other two. Well, uh, boys isn't too serious either. It's more along on the boys. But um, you should take a look at it, really. And then uh, the last five, that was five out of five, Local Man Gold. And then Jack Rabbit, Jimmy Robinson, Art and Story, uh, two through five. Uh, we learned that Junk Rabbit was his mother of the two sisters. The villain wants to capture the Junk Rabbit to keep his mortality. One sister does the Judas thing to sell out Junk Rabbit. So Junk Rabbit's the protector of the poor. Um, so she can go live in a dome city where the rich are. But it was all a setup. The Junk Rabbit and the boy and the two sisters defeat the villain who owns that particular dome city. And broadcast it to the world how evil the leader was. God, that was such a good story. Highly recommend Junk Rabbit. You could probably capture, you know, read it and trade uh, now, um, or go back and find the individual issues. Jimmy Robinson is fantastic. If you're not reading Jimmy Robinson comics, you need to check him out. Uh, yeah, he does the Bomb Queen over the top stuff, but you need to look at all his books. I think Five Weapons. Uh, there, there's so many other things he's done. He's really phenomenal a uh, creator. And uh, I wish more people would look at his stuff because he deserves that break. He really does because he creates great comics. 
All right, guys, I want to thank you for listening. I was glad to get this done. Um, you can find me at geekbrunchpodcast.com and also on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button where you'll find Mike M's Weekly Reads, Geek Brunch, and Geek Brunch Retro. You can also go to DC Noise and find DC Spotlight with me and Kyle. And uh, you can contact me at Mike at comicbooknoise.com or at Mike Myers Brunch on X or on Blue Sky at Mike Myers Brunch. So lots of ways to contact me. Let me know how you, what you think. Send me questions. Um, I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>